0: There is no positive side. I am personally responsible for the deaths of 30 million people. I have destroyed an entire continent and brought disaster and shame upon my own country. Yes, but it's better than bottling it all up. And now everyone is against me. Russia, Britain, America, they all think I'm like a really bad person. Well, we all do bad things sometimes, but at least you are trying to make a difference. That's the main thing. What was that bang? I've just shut my Alsatian, and now I'm going to shoot myself through the mouth. Uh hang on, I'll just see if my supervisor is free at the moment. I'm going to put you on hold. You'll hear some light classical music. Hello? Hello?" Great Britain had, of course, played a central role in the Titanic conflict whose outcome had so depressed Adolf Hitler. The Russians may have sacrificed more lives, the Americans may have spent more money, but by refusing to surrender in 1940, Britain crucially provided the time for the world to gather itself and eventually turn the tide against Fascism. Thus it was that the British emerged from the war with an enormous sense of pride at the lone stand made against the Nazis and Britain's huge contribution to the eventual defeat of Germany. Fascism was discredited as a political creed. Democracy was virtuous and triumphant. Henceforth middle-aged men at medal fairs would only be interested in the emblems of the victorious Allied forces. Nazi insignia and the badge caps of the Waffen-SS would have no titillating appeal whatsoever. The war had been in the papers a lot over the previous six years, but unlike so many of the headlines today, Lottery Winner Had Asbo, Kid Thirteen Is A Dad, and Person Who Is On The Telly Once Did Something Bad, the national front pages really mattered. The news was directly experienced by the nation. The outcome of the Battle of Britain determined the future for everyone. Information about the Blitz was a matter of life and death. You can't help feeling that if we were living through the Blitz today, ITV would do a cheery bomb forecast, followed by the bombing forecast for your local area, sponsored by PowerGen. But that's not to say the people fully grasped what had just happened. And so on the 8th of May 1945, a misleadingly positive bit of government spin was sold to the British people. They were told they had won the Second World War. The government dared to tell them that after six years of crippling conflict, the destruction of homes, factories, the loss of the merchant shipping fleet, and the gold reserves, Great Britain was somehow one of the winners. But they just have to look out of the window at the rubble everywhere, said a worried Winston Churchill, or count the casualties, or look at the National Bank balance to see that by any measure we are completely and utterly stuffed. But the exhausted British people were more than happy to believe the whole total victory story, despite the obvious absence of tons of looted gold, treasure, or whole new swathes of wealth-creating territory. The crowds thronged around Buckingham Palace, cheering the King and Queen and the Prime Minister. They sang Rule Britannia and God Save the King, and climbed up lampposts waving the Union Jack, as complete strangers hugged one another, shared bottles of beer, and had drunken euphoric sex in shop doorways. Nineteen-year-old Princess Elizabeth and her sister, Princess Margaret, had been permitted to mingle anonymously in the crowd, though whether the future Queen snogged any drunken squaddies is not recorded. Everyone was swept along with jubilation and pride and relief that invincible Britain had finally emerged victorious. And that's where the problems really began. Germany knew it had cocked up in quite a big way. Japan knew it had to totally rethink how it came up with blue-sky ideas like, let's go to war with America. Even the French had witnessed the total failure of its pre-war systems and the disastrous consequences of its complacency and deep internal divisions. But Britain's institutions seemed to have been completely vindicated by the outcome of the war. After all, hadn't this experience been the nation's finest hour? The Civil Service weren't hanging their heads in shame in 1945 and saying, What an utter disaster! How do we let things come to this? The Foreign Office weren't asking, Why did our chaps trust this Hitler fellow for so long? Why were we so unprepared for war? The Army weren't asking why it didn't win a single victory until after Russia and America came into the war. The newspapers weren't being asked how come so many of them had supported Hitler in the 1930s the public schools weren't facing up to their failures and admitting we are responsible for generations of leaders who have been imbued with a disastrous combination of supreme arrogance and utter ignorance about life in britain